Good evening to you all and thank you for joining us once again for the Salvation Meeting here on Fortress Radio. I hope you've all had a good couple of weeks since we last met like this and that God has both blessed and challenged you. Even more, I pray that he's used you to tell others of all that he's done for you. If not, then why not? I've always been blessed with a very retentive memory. And amongst the many memories over which I ponder, usually when I'm reminded of events by songs or pieces of music, was one of me as a very small boy grabbing my mum's arm in an open-air meeting as the leader announced our opening song this evening, Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? he asked. My question, though, was much more urgent, I felt. Washed in the what of the what? I asked my mum. If you did that, everything would be red, not clean. I'm sure mum would have given a six-year-old me as wise an answer as she could manage. But it was only with the passing years and growing maturity that the words of that song began to make sense. Then many years later, I learned to fully understand the real significance of what I'd been singing and playing. It's song number 421, so let's have a great sing to start our meeting together. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? good sing together. Now let us pray. Lord, we come to you this evening with songs in our heart and so many prayers in our minds. We are living in a world that's filled with such worries, so much unhappiness, so much confusion, so much hatred. It's a beautiful world that you created, yet as man has turned away from you, things have just got worse and worse. Come into our world, Lord, and help us to start putting right the things that we've so messed up. Thank you, Lord, that we each have a way back to you. Thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, into the world and bridging the gap between us and you. 
for Jesus laying down his life like a sacrificial lamb and being raised again, defeated once and for all the powers of sin and evil. So when we are washed in the blood of the Lamb of God, we can be saved and we can look forward to life everlasting with you. Bless us in this meeting and open our hearts to let you in. May we live to be effective and fruitful witnesses for you in everything that we do in our lives. Lift us when we fall. Forgive and restore us when we fail you. For you are a merciful, kind and just Lord. And we praise you forever for your love and goodness to us. Amen. Our next song this evening once again tells of that wonderful saving and cleansing power found in the blood of Jesus. It's song number 451. Would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood. as the Lamb of God is one that has inspired poets and musicians for many centuries. 
There are so many wonderful settings of the prayer that's known as the Agnus Dei, one of which we heard recently sung by the International Staff Songsters in the Virtual Festival. But this evening, from the singing company, we're going to hear that beautiful setting of William Blake's poem that was composed by bandmaster Michael Kenyon, The Lamb. Our first Bible reading this evening is taken from Exodus chapter 12, verses 1 to 8, and then 12 and 13. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, This month is to be for you the first month, the first month of your year. Tell the whole community of Israel, that on the tenth day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. If any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with their nearest neighbour, having taken into account the number of people there are. You are to determine the amount of lamb needed in accordance with what each person will eat. The animals you choose must be year-old males without defect, and you may take them from the sheep or the goats. Take care of them until the fourteenth day of the month, when all members of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. Then they are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs. On that same night I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals, and I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you, when I strike Egypt. Our band piece this evening is a great selection from the pen of Harry Kirk. Published in 1954, it's a piece that I played a great deal in my first few years in the band, but after that, not at all for many years. The Penitent is based on Richard Slater's great old song, Nothing but thy blood can save me. And it's written from the point of view of a member of the congregation 
who at first is reluctant to answer the call of the Lord on his life. Knowing he needs to come forward and kneel, we hear him cry, No! No! Not as in, Nothing do I bring, but in denial. Yet the Lord continues to call him, and he finally makes that movement forward in dedication. Then rising from the penitent form in victory, he sings, Praise God, I'm saved, as testimony to the saving power of Jesus. This is The Penitent.
sing again now, and it's number 526 in the songbook this time. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the tonight with the old song Are You Washed in the Blood of the Lamb? The version we used was taken from the Gowans and Larson musical of the same name of course and it was based on the poem General William Booth Enters Heaven by the American poet Rachel Lindsay. William Himes also set that poem to music in a great arrangement. Let's listen now and just lose yourself in the atmosphere and music as we hear General William Booth enters heaven. <laughs> With his big bass drum, are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? The saints smiled bravely, and they said, He's come. Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Walking lepers followed rank on rank, lurching bravos from the ditches dank, drabs from the alleyways and drug fiends pale, minds still passion-ridden, soul powers frail, vermin-eaten saints with moldy breath, unwashed legions with the ways of death. Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb, the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb, the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb?
slum had sent its half a score the round world over. Booth had grown for more. Every banner that the wide world flies bloomed with glory and transcendent dyes. Big-voiced lasses made their banjos bang. Tranced fanatical, they shrieked and sang. Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb, the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb, the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Hallelujah, it was queer to see. Bullneck convicts with that land made free. Loons with trumpets blow to blare, blare, blare. On, on, upward through the golden air. Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb, the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? the lamb. Are you washed in the blood of the lamb? Booth died blind, and still by faith he trod, eyes still dazzled by the ways of God. Booth led boldly, and he looked the chief, eagle countenance in sharp relief, beard a-flying, air of high command, unabated in that holy land. Jesus came from out the courthouse door, stretched his hands above the passing poor. Booth saw not, but led his queer ones there, round and round the mighty courthouse square. Yet in an instant all that blear review marched on spotless clad in raiment new. The lame were straightened, withered limbs uncurled, and blind eyes opened on a new sweet world. and vixens in a flash made whole. Gone was the weasel head, the snout, the jowl. Sages and sibyls now and athletes clean. Rulers of empires and of forests green. The hosts were sandaled and their wings were fire. Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? But their noise played havoc with the angel choir. Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Oh, shout salvation! It was good to see. Kings and princes by the lamb set free. The banjos rattled and the tambourines jing-jing jingled in the hands of queens. Are you washed in the blood of the lamb, the lamb? Are you washed in the blood of the lamb? Are you washed in the blood of the lamb, the lamb? Are you washed in the blood of the lamb? by the curb for prayer, he saw his master through the flag-filled air. Christ came gently with a robe and crown for Booth the soldier while the throng knelt down. He saw King Jesus. They were face to face. And he knelt a-weeping in that holy place. Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb?
Well, we've already heard reference a few times tonight to the song Jesus, See Me at Thy Feet. Richard Slater's truly inspired song first came into use in 1887, and it's been a Salvation Army favourite for all of that interim 133 years. But in very recent years, a new setting of the song by Major Donna Peterson has also been much blessed by God and used all over the Army world. That's the version that the songsters are going to sing for us this evening. Nothing but thy blood.
Our second Bible reading this evening is taken from the book of Hebrews, verses 1 to 14, and it's entitled, Christ's Sacrifice Once and for All. The law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming, not the realities themselves. For this reason, it can never, by the same sacrifices repeated endlessly year after year, make perfect those who draw near to worship. Otherwise, would they not have stopped being offered? For the worshippers would have been cleansed once and for all, and would no longer have felt guilty for their sins. But those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sins. It is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. With burnt offerings and sin offerings you were not pleased. Then I said, Here I am. It is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, my God. First, he said, Sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings, you did not desire, nor were you pleased with them, though they were offered in accordance with the law. Then he said, Here I am, I have come to do your will. He sets aside the first to establish the second. And by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. And since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. For by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Can you imagine having to sacrifice an animal or a bird at the temple every time you sinned? In an attempt to atone for those sins. If it were me, I think the world would run out of pigeons or lambs or young bulls or goats. Crumbs! Can you imagine what the animal rights protesters would make of it all? Yet this was the purification rite of the children of Israel for many thousands of years. And no sacrifice was more meaningful than that of a lamb at the time of the Passover festival. At least on that occasion every year they were allowed to eat the sacrificed lamb, as long as it was all eaten on the night it was cooked. Otherwise, sorry, any leftovers had to be burned up. We're all very familiar with the story of Moses going to Pharaoh and asking repeatedly for him to let my people go. Getting a negative response time after time, God intervened by twisting Pharaoh's arm, sending successive plagues, water to blood, frogs, lice, wild animals, sickness of livestock, horses and donkeys and camels, and a sickness on cattle and sheep and goats. No wonder there was a sickness. With all the filth they must have been from the stinking rivers of blood. Dead frog carcasses, bodies riddled with lice and sores, dead and dying livestock. No wonder the next one was boils. We know from our own British history that the only way London recovered after the Great Plague was when the rats and disease were killed off by the great fire of London that followed it. If there hadn't been thunderstorms of hail and fire to burn and wash away the infected land, there would have just been a recurring cycle of pestilence in that land for years. A bit like we're constantly being warned about at the moment, 
with second waves of the dreaded virus on the horizon. So there were thunderstorms of hail and fire, and then there were locusts, and then there was darkness for three days, and finally the most drastic and dreadful plague of all. One that was so bad we can barely bring ourselves to imagine what it must have been like. Absolutely horrendous. What an awful story. The angel of death passed over every house in the land, killing the firstborn of every family, even Pharaoh's own child. It's not a nice story in any way, shape or form, is it? And yet the only way that the children of Israel could ensure that they were not affected by this final plague was by sacrificing yet another lamb and painting the blood of the lamb on the sides and tops of the door frames of their homes. And when God came by and saw the blood of the lamb on the door frames, he literally passed over. And the people in that household were saved by the blood of the lamb. So when John the Baptist saw Jesus and pronounced, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, that's in John chapter 1 verse 29, it was the first pronouncement about the reason that Jesus really came to this earth. To be the Lamb of God. To make that sacrifice himself, willingly, for the salvation of the world. Oh yes, Jesus knew who he was. Jesus always knew why he'd come down to earth. He was the lamb whose blood would not only absolve the people's sins until next time. His sacrifice was the sacrifice to end all sacrifices forever. And by the blood of Jesus we are saved. We're forgiven. We are offered life eternal and a mansion in heaven. Sometimes it's hard to see the links between the Old and New Testaments, isn't it? I love reading Old Testament prophecies that are later fulfilled. My favourite copy of the Bible was given to me by my parents on my 18th birthday, and it has footnotes at the bottom of the page. The book of Daniel is fascinating. The footnotes tell you exactly when each particular prophecy was fulfilled and during the reign of which king and so on. But this story is, to me anyway, the most clear and obvious link between the Old and New Testaments. Countless sacrificial lambs replaced by one truly holy and completely adequate sacrifice once and for all time, and for all men and women, everywhere, every when. There's the answer to the six-year-old me's question. Washed in the what of the what? Washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, shed for me and everyone else on Calvary, and if I'm washed in its cleansing flow, then the angel of death is going to pass over me. Not in any physical sense. We're all going to die one day like every other human. Well, apart from Enoch. But we're going to be given that gift of life eternal that Jesus himself promised. I am the resurrection and the life, he said. He that believeth in me shall never die, but have life everlasting. Hallelujah! Some people keep on saying to you, live your life. This isn't a rehearsal, you know. Well, no, it isn't. But it's a life that's too good to waste as well. It's a life that is a gift to each of us from God. And it's one that we should truly make the best of. Life may not be a rehearsal, but in one important way it is a test. But don't worry, 
It's the easiest test there's ever been. There's only one question, and you already know the answer. It's yes. Say yes to God. That's it. A hundred percent pass with distinction. Say yes and the slate is wiped clean, whiter than the snow. What do we sing? Wash me in the blood of the Lamb and I shall be whiter than snow. Hallelujah. Why would anyone want to say no? Yet they do. There are going to be people listening to this tonight who've been holding back on saying yes all their lives. What are you scared of? Just say yes. Kneel at Jesus' feet this evening and say yes to him. Ask him to give you the free gift that he's already been offering you. Thank you. Lord Jesus. Lord,
In closing this evening, let's all sing together in dedication, song number 769 in the songbook. And as we sing, I pray that God will be very close to you all, and that each of us will, at least in our hearts, kneel at his feet in rededication, or even dedication, if you've never given yourself to Jesus before. Come then, as we sing together.
My thanks tonight go to the Pasadena Songsters and the International Staff Songsters, the Chicago Staff Band and the Egon and London, Ontario Bands, the Sunbury Junior Singers, the male voices of the New York Staff Band with Albert Avery and the New South Singers. And now may thy grace, peace and heaven's richest and choicest blessings be with you all until we meet like this again. Amen. Thank you.